You're listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm author, filmmaker, and book devourer, Mallory O'Mara. And I'm Bria Grant, actress, filmmaker, and e-reader. This episode, we're talking about... Oh, man. We're talking about the Bible. (laughs) With special guest, Henry Zabrowski from The Last Podcast on the Left. But first... What are you reading, Bria? Oh, my God. I started a book called The Trauma Cleaner, One Woman's Extraordinary Life in Death, Decay, and Disaster by Sarah Krasnerstein. Oh, my God. I love that book so much. Oh, did you like it a lot? I listened to the audiobook of it. It's amazing. Oh, does the author do the... Audiobook? I, I don't wonder. remember. Um, yeah, so you know what it's about, but I'll tell everyone at home. It's um, incredible. So a trauma cleaner is a person who goes and cleans up trigger warnings for lots of things, but hoarding hoarded houses where people hoard things like to a very huge extent or, or murder houses or murder houses or suicide houses um trauma cleaners j- are basically saints yeah and they go in and they have to clean up. I mean, there are people a lot of times people are still living in these houses. Yeah. So it's like a, you know, they're just helping them clean it out a little bit, which so so there's this woman who who isn't who does this as her job. And this and, is like a nonfiction book. This is like uh, yeah, a real sorry, one. I should say that it's a nonfiction book. So they it's kind of just a sort of memoir or I guess it's written about her, so it's more of a it's a biography sort of about her. Mm-hmm. And just like what she does. And yeah, it's it's interesting because she thinks of herself as someone who helps people. Like that's her whole thing. But you just started it, right? No. Well, I'm a few chapters in, so now I know that she, there's Wait, can I, do you think that's a giveaway? I don't think, well, the crazy thing about this book is it starts, like, it would be interesting enough if it was just a biography about this woman who works as a trauma cleaner, but her own backstory and how she got into trauma cleaning becomes so fascinating. Oh, so I don't know how she got into trauma cleaning yet. But I do know, I know that she is trans. Yes. And so, and that plays a big part in her story about who she is and how she feels like she needs to help people and things like that. And she comes from a really... You know, a, a, a background in which the, there was a lot of drug use, there was a lot of problems with her, and then she sort of turned her life around and became this trauma cleaner. That's all I really know. That's all I know. Her story becomes so fascinating. So it's like this amazing story of what trauma cleaners do and like some of the stories of the people that she's helped, uh, but yeah. also the story of her life and how she got to where she is. And it's just, oh my God. It's one of those audiobooks I listened to at like double speed because I was like, I need more of this book. I need to mainline this book into my face. Like it's it so is, good. It is really good. If you have issues with like, dirtiness or anything like if you have tri- if any of that kind of stuff triggers which be careful. I do um yeah it, it definitely there are some things in it that are like really horrifying but it is also just like an interesting so far it's just been an interesting look into humanity and like you know mental illness and things like that it's 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 pretty fantastic what are you reading Mal- Mallory so right now listeners should know that we are on the eve of my book coming out Mallory's just Mallory's just uh reading the insides of her eyelids over and over <laughs> again by closing her eyes as tightly as she can so I as you might imagine there's a lot of emotions happening so the past few weeks I've been comfort reading hardcore oh good and so what I've, I'm reading right now, I've been doing a lot of rereading and I'm rereading um, Shirley Jackson's Raising Demons. Oh, nice. So Shirley Jackson is very famous and by very famous, she should be more famous um, for this like amazing psychological horror and these horror short stories. But she also has these two memoirs about her family that are not scary at all. They're fucking hilarious. And it's just like about her raising her four kids with her husband in Vermont and having a bunch of kids and like all the crazy stuff that happens to her during the day of like trying to get writing done and trying to get our kids off to school. And it is so funny. And it's one of those things where like, if I described it to you, like it's just a story, like this one story of like her trying to get your, her, all of the, her kids together to get them to school. 
And that sounds super boring, but because it's Shirley Jackson, it is so entertaining and so funny. And yeah, I've wanted to read that. You've recommended it before. Yeah, so I, I would, I would borrow it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. So that's uh, Raising Demons by Shirley Jackson. And The Trauma Cleaner by Sarah Krasnerstein. So we're going to take a moment to answer a recommendation request from VV. I just finished listening to The Psychopath Test by John Ronson and turned immediately onto So You've Been Publicly Shamed, and I need to add weird social science books to my wheelhouse. I love the fact that it is nonfiction about bizarre corners of society you don't get to hear about often. Any writers or books you can think of that fit that description. Bria, what do you think? Oh, I also just read The Psychopath Test and loved it. I think mm-hmm. it's a very good book. I feel um, like you and VV have similar the, wheelhouses. We are just parallel readers. Uh, <laughs> and I'm reading The Trauma Cleaner, and that is one you should check out if you're into this. I think that this kind of falls into that same category. Um, Daniel Pink has a new book out called When. I believe it's called When, um, that I haven't read. But he had a book. He does sort of like social science books. And one that I really liked a few years ago was called the whole new mind, why right-brainers will rule the future, which is kind of like that category of brain stuff. Yeah. Like, because it's about, but also like a social science Yeah, thing. it's like social and psycho- psychology Yeah, because it's basically about how, um, because as things become more and more automated, it's going to be those who have created, who are creative that are going to... Uh, have more valuable positions in in the world. Thank and, goodness. Yeah, <laughs> thank God. Because um, those All robots, of us dirty, starving those robots artists, are not creative enough. <laughs> um, and so it's sort of about that. And I think Daniel Pink probably has a few other books, but I really want to read his new one. So I would definitely suggest that. I also would suggest any Mary Roach. I I purposely didn't. I say. wondered why you didn't in this in this because I was thinking about that book Gulp, which I have mixed feelings about because there's a bunch of. Bathroom chapters, and you know how I feel about that. The bathroom. I don't like that, but I. But the stuff, all the stuff about eating and stuff, I thought was really interesting. And it's not. I feel like it's not brain related, so maybe VV is not interested in that. Maybe because there's not a Mary Roach brain one. No, uh, I mean, I guess the closest you would get would be Gulp, because it's in your head, but it's not really. She doesn't do. There's no like psychology one. There's there's one other one. She has the one. She has one called Bonk. That's like sexual science. Right. That's right. That's right. Kind of like that, but no, she hasn't done that. Yeah. The the other one I want to suggest was um this book called The Female Brain, oh. by Luann Brizendine. Brizendine, and it's about how um historically everyone all experiments about the brain have been done on men because what and male and or male rats or whatever because the problem is that they're like. Well, female hormones get in the way of our brain tests. Of course, that is assuming listeners can't see, but like my face just folded in on itself with sarcasm. Well, it is true. Female hormones are, change the results, but I mean that's assuming that. But we're not insane. Also, it assumes that male is the default. is the test and not test. Yeah, the default is the is the base is the base. Whereas we are not assuming that women motherfucking the female is the base, right? Um, so she kind of goes through and she's like, "Here's all the ways that like." We fucked up with medications. Here's wow. all the ways we fucked up with, like, all sorts of, like, the way that certain medications affect the female brain so much different. Like, yeah, I've, heard, I've read all that. I've actually read about. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously, like, there people fall on different pa- different areas in this depending on your hormones levels as well. So that's really interesting. But just reading about how um, a lot of women's brains are, they're developed differently. The, they light up differently. And, like, whether or not that is evolution or some of it is, you know, 
what do you call it? Nature versus nurture kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so the, it's, a, it's a really interesting book, too, that I, that I super enjoyed. Okay, what do you think? I'm sorry, I just named a whole bunch of books, but no, what do you fine. think about this, uh, this social science? I think this is actually part of my wheelhouse. Like, I love mm. weird science books, um, and I love weird sociology books. So that's, yeah. like, my favorite thing. That's actually what me and your fiancé, John, have in common. We love to t- get in weird conversations about the weird stuff people do. Uh, so my recommendation for this is Naked at Lunch by an author uh, called Mark Haskell-Smith, and it's an exploration of nudism. Oh, I like this. This is more the, like, um, like specific subsex of, of like, humanity yes. sort of thing. And the author, Mark Haskell-Smith, who is not a nudist, which makes the book even funnier, has he's so at the start of the book, he's not a nudist. He's never been to a nudist colony. And he spends a year exploring nudist culture all over the world. Like, he goes to all these nudist, nudist colonies in, like, in Florida, in Germany, like, all over Europe, and sees what they're different, what's different about them in different places. It is so amazing. It is so funny. It is so fascinating. And, the, like, this one part of the book where he's in, like interviewing some nudists and they're really disappointed because they're they're not able to attract enough young people into nudism it's like an older person thing because at nudist colonies you can't like hug people you can't kiss them because it's very non-sexual so right. the rules they have like a naked guy like driving around in a golf cart being like don't hug it's like being at a it's like being at a middle school dance except everybody's naked you began this recommendation by saying that he he didn't start as a nudist. Did he end up a nudist? No. Oh, okay. But he, like, go—it's funny to see him, like, you get to, like, be there. He writes about the first, like, the first nudist colony he goes to, and he's, like, walking out with his towel around and, like, the moment where he takes his towel off oh, and, yeah. like, nobody gives a shit because they're all nudists. Yeah, and they're just like, yeah, they, like, they're don't like, even notice. take off your fucking towel. Yeah, But totally. it's so fascinating. It's really well written. It's super one. fun. You can always send your recommendation request to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. And remember, if you want a list of all the books we talk about on the show, delivered to your inbox every month, sign up for our newsletter. Link in the show notes. So, Glassers, if you are in Seattle and listening to this episode the day it comes out, tomorrow night, the 29th, Friday night, I'm going to be at the Elliott Bay Book Company uh, reading and signing and making bad jokes. So if you want to come out and get a book signed, say hi. Uh, check me out there. The link in the show notes to the event. And also, if you are going to be a, if you're in Los Angeles and you're at WonderCon this weekend, Sunday, I'm on a panel with our friend Sarah Kuhn. Before we talk about the Bible, we're going to take a quick break. Oh my God, it has been such an amazing week. It's the Max Fun Drive. We're almost done with it, and it has been so amazing to see everyone's support. Yes, we are so blown away by all the amazing people. And folks, it's the last week of the drive right it's now. It's actually once you hear this, the last day. Yes. It's the last day. If you're going to give, you have to give by tomorrow. So tomorrow is the last day for the Maximum Fun Drive. It's the last day for you to show your support for reading glasses. It takes me, Priya, and Sean a combined 9 to 12 hours per episode to make reading glasses every single week. And your support makes it so, so much easier for us to do that. Yeah. So you can support reading glasses and all Maximum Fun shows and the pe- the people who keep us running. That's Maximum Fun. And for as low as $5 a month. That's really not that much money. And for $5 a month, you get access to all kinds of bonus content, secret extra reading glasses episodes that aren't available to the public. Yeah. we And, and every other secret Maximum Fun show. So that's very exciting. Yeah. Also, Hundreds and hundreds of hours of bonus content. Yeah. Also, this year, if you give $10 a month, you get a pen, which is so cute. It's a very adorable enamel pen that says, ask me what I'm reading. We love it. It's exclusive to The Drive. You can't get it any other time. Yeah. It's fantastic. So... 
You can head to MaximumFun.org slash donate. You can choose your membership level from $5 per month to $200 a month if you're super rich. It's basically like Netflix, but for your ears and cheaper. Yeah. Look, is podcasting free? Yes. You can listen to this for free. Would we like your help? Yes, we would. Please, like, think about giving us a little bit of money. $5 a month, it's really not that much. That is a cup of coffee. That is a really a decent chocolate bar. Not even a nice one. <laughs> not even a really nice one. That's a shitty cocktail. Like, it's, like, very low. And $5 a month, it'll be drawn right out of your account so you don't have to think about it. And it'll help us run the show. It'll help Maximum Fun keep the lights on. It'll help Mallory feed all of our cats. She has, I think, 700. I have so many cats, and they're all so hungry. <laughs> and, they're starving. <laughs> and there's really cool gifts on all the other reward levels too at the $20 level you get an amazing puzzle the $35 level you get a wicked cool maximum fun mug with the little rocket on it which is awesome it'll go go with all your science fiction books and this year we've got all kinds of amazing subscriber goals extra episodes extra content extra newsletters events a drunken erotica read aloud a sultry australian romance read aloud from sean and we're even going to make me read the Bible. We truly are. So the more people who join, the more likely we already hit those goals. Those are our personal reading glasses goals. So, yeah, you go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. You choose your membership level. You put in your credit card along with some other basic information. And that's it. You're a member of Maximum Fun. You get all the cool stuff that goes with that. Don't forget to select reading glasses when you're asked for your listener habits. The questions about your listening habits influence how member funds get distributed among all the Maximum Fun shows. And this gets processed automatically every month and renews automatically every year. So you don't need to worry about it unless you change your credit card information or you die. Exactly. So go to MaximumFun.org slash donate right now and you can give to the network. Bye. This week, oh boy. So we're talking about the book that has had the most influence on Western literature and has confused me more than any other book. Listeners, we're talking about the Bible. The Bible. We talk about the Bible on this show. Mallory's always confused about it. Yep. Constantly But I will be confused no more, thanks to a special guest we have in the studio today, (laughs) Henry Zabrowski from the last podcast on the left, to talk about and participate in a very special Maximum Fun Drive 2019 game show. Yep. Henry, welcome to the show. I'm so, so excited to teach you about the Bible. <laughs> because if anybody is deserved to teach about the Bible, it's me. I'm glad that I can put it upon others and my view immediately. Mm-hmm. Well, Henry, first up, let's t- let's hear about what your show is. I do a show called Last Podcast on the Left that is a deep dive research I guess that's now a genre. But we kind of, yeah. I'm not going to say, we were just, it was like hardcore history. We stole the model from hardcore history, last podcast and left. We've okay. been around for almost nine years. Oh, man. Um, So we technically stole that from hardcore history. Kind of, but I think of hardcore history as really a little bit more, you guys are much more lively. Well, yeah. that's what we, that's how you take it and you boost it. Yeah. Unfortunately, you yeah. take the, well, his, all of his wonderful hard work, you take it, you make fun of it, and then people like <laughs> pat you on the back for it. But no, we that's do That's how it. art is made, ladies. That's <laughs> what it's called. It's just standing on the shoulders of giants. Um, 
I uh, do a show. It's about serial killers, aliens, and the occult. Everything that's so. I was going to say it's like the Bible. Yes. <laughs> well, we <laughs> just did an episode in Revelations as well. Okay, I'm so. so and you've been, been doing it for nine years. We've been doing it for nine years, and I also do a show called Your Pretty Face Is Going to Hell, which is an office comedy set in hell. Oh, great! And I am also Such an expert. I am unfortunately it has mm. become this way, and I am um, I am a Satanist. Uh, and have been a practicing, quote-unquote, practicing Satanist for a long time. You never make it to pros, though. No, you're always... You're, well, there's only never, one pro, right? There's only one. Satanist. There's only one. <laughs> <laughs> um... Okay. And I was an altar boy for many years. I was trained to be a priest. But not a satanic wow, I like altar boy. You're like, this is why you can do this episode. This Un- is like your like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The, these oh. are these are your qualifications for doing this episode. But we want to clear this on, up. Like top satanists, top famous satanists. It's strange. Really? Like, how you're that like, listing, do you get a perks for that? No. no. Like, he's on like like when they do these lists, they're like. People you didn't know were Satanists. It's like Henry Zabrowski. Like, I it's like, did this to myself and probably have hurt my career oh, in, the per, in the process of it. Or you're on a show where you play a devil. But it's the, I got to get another <laughs> season of it. That's a problem. You're going to keep getting another season. Satan, oh, he plays his tricks, doesn't he? <laughs> Wait, and you're also writing a book. Oh, yes. yes. Tell us about the book. The funny, it's really funny that you say that I'm writing a book. Okay, yes. Um, we split it between the three of us, right? So Marcus Parks is the producer of Last Podcast and Left, and he does the lion's share of the work and research on our show. He's your Mallory. He's our miss. <laughs> He's the one. Does he have glasses and blue hair? He just got glasses. Is it, are you sure show? it's not the me? can read so much he had to get glasses? Uh, it's, something's happening. His eyes are dying. <laughs> oh, and no. it, he is getting gray. Oh, not man. I'm, t- I'm not talking about like his hair is getting gray. Is that he is <laughs> he's, becoming a tombstone. He's turning, <laughs> he's turning into a crazen <laughs> with glasses. <laughs> that, is, that is what's happening. But he, he's earning it. Um, and, and because of vape juice. I'm yeah, also going to sure, blame sure, vape sure. juice. Um, but, and then Ben Kissel, who does less than me on the show, is a comedian. And so the thing is that we are writing this. So we, what's fun about the concept, what's the best part about a book deal, and I think you maybe feel some of this. I don't know if some readers who have had book deals, it seems to be like really the best moments of having a book deal deal is being like boys you got a book deal and we're like yay and they're like here's the work yeah like, oh. i feel that wicked hard yeah and so we were wrote it so we are writing a very as, as extensive as can be uh encyclopedia of serial killers we are profiling eight serial killers and then we're doing it with like a trip we'll see i, I kind of want to keep it secret of the formula of the book but we add jokes and stuff like that and it's with the incredible artist tom neely ah. who did the uh comic book henry and glenn forever yeah, yeah, yeah. Who oh, is wow. just a, and he is doing cool. some insane work on this book, he is making this book so much better than anything that we ever could have done. And I mostly just, I kind of facilitate, like, I'll draw, I come up with concepts and then Tom runs with them and he just is absolutely just a fucking genius. That's awesome. Actually, before we start, Henry, what are you reading right now? Oh, I forgot to ask you. Right now I'm reading Mistborn by, um, oh my God, Sanderson? Uh, Sanderson, Brian Sanderson. Yeah, I'm reading that right now and I'm absolutely loving it. I like Mistborn. Uh, you know, you read a ton. So you and I know each other because we did a movie together in Florida last yeah. year. The Snake uh, Movie. The Snake, snake Movie. It's called movie. Something Else. And um, it's called Something Else, which is confusing when I say it. It is. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but you were always reading, like you read like 
three. You read so much for your podcast. We have normally like we have a book going. Normally it's either one or two books going. We just did a whole extensive uh, series on the Skinwalker Ranch, and that is this. May if you're not if you're interested in this type of stuff, it's just like the best Skinwalker, collection. Skinwalker like werewolves. Yes, it's like basically it's Native American folklore mixed with UFOs, mixed with Bigfoot, mixed with uh, flying orbs that blow up dogs, all this kind of shit. It's a lot of fun. Mixed with government intrigue, and they wrote the, there was a book called oh, Hunt for Skinwalker Ranch by Cole McKellen and George Knapp, and a book called The Utah UFO Display wow. by Frank da- Salisbury. So that's what I read last week. We're gonna so have to week, ask Ross and Carrie if they've read these books. Yeah, I'm sure they. Have. I mean, yeah. we just have it, but yes. So you, I you am read normally so much research stuff. Yes, but now what it is is that I have to read something else because my mm. therapist essentially begged me. <laughs> To read something else that's not this shit before, yeah. like at night or all stuff. So now it's just like I—I I was reading other hard books. I was saying, forget else. I read. I was reading some Ursula K. Le Guin. Yeah, who's beautiful, yeah. beautiful stuff. But it's so like it's really hard, and it's really like you have to sit and think about it. And I have the dispossessor, which is reading is all high lit and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Where it's like now, like I'm writing, so it's like I need stuff that's a little bit more. Mistborn is perfect. Yeah, I feel like that's like a perfect like. It's pretty good, but there's some good moments. Yeah, for sure. When he just the whole section where um, he realized he was like everyone told him that he was wrong. They said his plan was going to work, and he's like, and I smiled, and I smiled because that's the only thing that I can do. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we're right now we're in the middle of the 2019 Maximum Fun Drive. We're having a very special episode. The themes and mythology from the Bible have been infused in so much of Western culture and literature, and I don't know fucking any of it. So stories. If you listen to this. Show, you know that I will say, you know, random thing from the Bible, and Mallory will go, "What are you talking about?" Like I'm the one who doesn't. I know feel anything. like I this like a secret language language of the world that I don't understand, and that's why the Bible stresses me out. And stories from the Bible itself could be considered fantasy or horror or even sci-fi if they were in other books. So, Bria has put together a very special quiz game show. Yeah, which we're calling Bible or Science Fiction. By the way, my friend Cassandra was the one who told me I should do this. Thank so you, shout Cassandra. out to Cassandra. That was a really smart idea. Now, it's really my- but you could maybe say it's 100% science fiction. You could <laughs> say it's 100% science fiction. And now, this is the first time this has ever happened. Since the world's known, best known Satanist. <laughs> <laughs> There's a giant blank spot in our document. Yeah. So I have no idea what's about to happen. This is a cra- wild and crazy episode. Okay. This is so scary. Just seeing the kind of like you guys in a flight with this it's like imagining Marcus without the outline and me just in charge of the show for a second I know this is so scary because also Mallory does all the work Can, do you have a place to put that I'm handing My I knee. meant to print things out and then I forgot so My this is what happens so we're gonna ask you questions and you have to say that's bible okay or science fiction okay and I put a few on there we can skip around Henry you can kind of do whatever you want and some also some of these to me also wait are what just... are the stakes here what do I get do I just get okay. bragging rights do you have a secret chocolate bar? <laughs> I should have gotten something, but I didn't think to do that. Um, I wish you could have just tracked down a priest to drag in here that we could just like <laughs> kick every single time you get something right. Wow. We kick him when it's right or wrong? <laughs> right. Okay. Wrong. It's a, it is a, that is a reward. <laughs> it's fine. I've, I've seen priests that I don't get mad at. All right. Ready? So we're going to keep track about how you do. And if you get more than half correct, more than half, I'll go, I'll buy you dinner. 
Or, you know, why don't we do it? You better better watch yourself. I literally just, I just did this with my co-host, Ben Kissel, on a stream where I now owe Uh, him $300. I owe him a steak dinner because of rock, paper, Good thing I don't eat meat. Okay, (laughs) if you get it right, then we'll do a live stream where you make a drink. I'll drink it really fast. Drunk and free. And read an entire chapter of Jane Eyre uh, on a live stream. That's also another book I haven't Uh, read. Of Jane Eyre, which is a book I do not enjoy. I'll read an entire chapter of it live. After drinking a drink really fast. Okay. Okay? That's All what right. I'll do if that's you what get I'm, more that's what than I'm half right, for. which I don't know how many there are. All right. Here we but, go. Okay, are we ready? All right. I'm ready. Henry? Yes. You want to start? Yes. We're going to start. I'll start like this. I'll start with this one. You can, yeah. Start wherever. You can kind of do whatever. I would say we should pick out like, I'm, I pulled a bunch. I would say let's do 10. And classers, you should know I did not do any research for this. I'm going into no, this re- completely no blind. And the- I do them easiest to hardest. By the way, she's not going to know any of them. Just letting you know. Really any of these? I'm telling you. Oh, we'll start it first. Let's start. With, all right. All right. I'm so nervous. Okay. A child is born to a virgin woman in a barn. Her husband is cool with it. And three important men, they hear about it and they bring gifts. And he grows up to have special powers. Wait. <laughs> oh Virgin no, woman. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's the Bible. Yes. <laughs> that, see, see, that, that is. is I, remember, I, remember, I remember why I know this one because I'm really confused as to what Jesus' last name is. Christ. Henry? It's Christ. Yeah. But technically, <laughs> but he's, he's really? also, I mean, it but he's would not be. Mr. Christ. Mr. Christ? I um, don't know his actual last name, but I, technically he is Horus. Technically he's an amalgamation of several stories from the time period and also probably technically is a allegory for sun positions. But you can't, ca- if you can't call him Mr. Christ, then he can't be, his last name is not Christ. No, but I got you, one right. You never call him Mr. Christ yeah, you, because you, Mr. Christ is his father. Okay. You got one of one. Okay. Okay. 43 children. We're, are born to various mothers who previously showed no signs of pregnancy, and they all have special powers. Most of them have special powers. Not well, all, but most of them. Well, that must be the Bible, too, then. That would be The Umbrella Academy by Gerard <laughs> Way and Gabriel Bach. The new <laughs> X-Men. Um, wait, but... If, oh, isn't it just X-Men? Um, I don't know. I love that, and it's so good. You should be watching Really? Yeah, and the book is great, too, but, wait, wait, but wait, the wait. show is good. Oh. But if no, it, it's very but good. But if Jesus did it, it didn't, that didn't happen again. Uh, it's forty three versus one. It was special for Jesus. That's, is that why? That's why Jesus is really special. And some of them mm-hmm. may not have been. Mo- I said various mothers who showed no signs of pregnancy. They weren't necessarily virgins. Oh. In fact, they imply that some of them were not virgins. Oh. I think a lot of them were not virgins. They weren't necessarily virgins. So you've got one of two. One of two. You've got half. You're doing Damn. half. Okay. All you right. I'm half st- right for me to okay, do this. Okay. 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 All right, Henry. You can't touch a woman. Who is on her period for seven days. Mm-hmm. This is a rule in, in a Bible or a sci-fi book. Oh, man. Uh. <laughs> I told you she's not going to know the answers to any of these. This is good. <laughs> you can't touch a woman. You can't touch a woman. Don't touch her. Do not touch that woman. The Bible? You know what? I mean, technically. It's a trick question. It's a trick question because it's Bible. It's from Leviticus 15, 19 through 20. Yeah. And it's also, it is the plot of the Red Tent. It's the plot of the Red Tent. Also. <laughs> <laughs> it's both. That's so, so yes, funny. you Natalie that one. just read okay. the Red Tent. Okay. <laughs> so wow. you got two or three. That's good. That's good. We're doing great, wow. Mallory. Mallory has the most anxiety I've ever seen. <laughs> I wore my anxiety hat. I know. You really. <laughs> for this episode. <laughs> okay. Um... <laughs> okay. I'm going to pick. Okay. I'm going to go with 
A man dies, and then three days later, he rises from the dead. Sci-fi for sure. Oh, wait, no. Wait, no, yeah. Sci-fi, because that happened in X-Files. Okay, you know, you may be right. I mean, the thing is that you may... This is very vague, Brit. This is Mo, very, I, very vague. I just got to season it. First of all, that man is Jesus. That is Jesus. That's Jesus Christ. It's, but it's also it's Jesus. Fox Mulder. It's also, let's but be fair... But that's season-like. Eight. Yeah, that's Wait, you, later season Are you season saying that Fox you don't... That, that Mulder dies You're saying because that after he, a certain season of X-Files, it doesn't count as sci-fi anymore? For me, yeah, for me. It goes no, 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 no. I finally got to season eight, and Mulder dies, and it's very sad, and then he they bury him and then Scully's like oh no it's because it's a and bible it's it's like a reference to the bible it and is. my large responsible husband assistant director Skinner digs him up and he's alive again I just think it's David Duchovny's own horniness that allowed him to live yes wow yes. wow diss to David Duchovny no he's super hor- he watches porn in like every other episode he loves it VHS Wait, is that based on him in real life? Didn't he go Probably. To, yeah, he, he went to, to a clinic for, uh, for sex addiction. Yeah. For, yeah, it's fun. Um, it's Jesus. That was Jesus. To be fair, a lot of people, a lot of superheroes die and come back. Superman, Jean Grey, The Crow, Pet Cemetery. Like, there's a lot of things in which, a lot of science fiction and horror. So, it's a trope. I didn't know it came from Jesus. It came from Jesus. I'm going to say you didn't get that one. I'm going to say you had two okay. I, it's, yeah. I will, I'll, I will, I will, uh, uh, Concede. Okay. A woman is described as lusting after a man whose genitals smell like a donkey. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm going to have to cut out all of this silence <laughs> of Mallory just trying to figure out what, because you know why people tune into podcasts? Silence. silence. So like, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Silence. It's the Bible because Jesus was born in that barn. You know what? I mean, yes. You're correct. Ezekiel really? 2320. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. it's all about, I guess she likes the natural. Uh-huh. <laughs> the, uh-huh. That barn D. Yeah, you got uh, three, three of five. Hey. Three of five. Okay. Um, Wait, who's Ezekiel? Is he Jesus' dad? Like, he's, ba- one like of the cr- he's one of the Wait, no, crew. that's Joseph. It's like, um, you remember how, was it P. Diddy? You used to have the guy, used to have the guy who holds his umbrella. Wow, is that P. Diddy? I don't know. Maybe Jesus he's like, had a guy you know, who held like the Mighty Mighty Boston's the one guy who just skanked on stage. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that guy. It's, a, that's his <laughs> He's just a random guy. He's a part of his, his like, And team. his dick smells like a donkey? I actually don't know who Ezekiel is. I don't his either. dick is, he's writing about another woman. I imagine, I feel like he's putting himself in there. You know what I mean? Okay. It's almost like an unspoken of, okay. this is about You me, think that not. he was like, he just wanted, he was like, look, this lady was lusting after a man. I'm not going to say who it was, but I will say, his genitals smelled like a donkey. <laughs> so like, uh, you know what I mean? No. Speak of yourself, Ezekiel. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) All right. Um, A plague, a plague in which every firstborn child in the entire known world dies unless you put lamb blood on your door. That's sci-fi. Isn't that the, no, it's the, like the, not the passage, but it's one of those books. That would be the Bible, book of Exodus. It's where Passover comes from. Yes, Passover. Passover. Oh. Well, you've never never celebrated Passover? I actually feel sad for that. It's wonderful. Passover is one of my favorite. That's when you can't eat anything good, right? <laughs> no, that's no. There's the sad one. I forget what was the sad. I think what's this, which one's the sad one? That that's the one where Rosh you give Hashanah. up. That's Lent. Oh no, Rosh Hashanah is where you just don't eat. That's the, is no, it? No, but Passover is when you can't eat any good. You can't foods. eat leavened bread. You can't eat. No, it's all about eating food. Oh, it is. It's basically oh, what it is. It starts know. at well, it's slow. The whole point is that you're supposed to sit and learn. Yes. and talk about the lessons that are learned. You listen to the very like all the different state. You basically ask a bunch of questions and you kind of read from a book. But then it leads to a big meal. Wasn't there a Rugrats episode about this? I'm certain. 
I'm I mean, certain. there's a lot of Passover. I mean, Passover is it's very famous, Mallory. You're three of three of six, I think. Three of six. Oh. You got to get two more right before we before okay. we end. No, you got to get. I said half, so yeah, that's fine. All right, Henry, you want to pick another? Okay. A woman is able to feel others' pain, so a lot of people start following her as a sort of wandering tribe. They create a community called Acorn. Mm. <laughs> Every time we do this, Mallory's face looks like horrified. What are you talking? Horrified, horrified. All right. It's question number seven. Uh, a woman has the power to feel. Is that Jesus's wife? Jesus. Bible. It's the Bible. That's Jesus's wife. First of all, <laughs> very interesting. I do like it. It's Parable I of the saw sour. the fucking Da Vinci Code, okay? <laughs> it's Parable of the Sour Octa- by Octavia Butler. Yes, yeah, Octavia Butler. But um, was it based on G- Mrs. Jesus? There's no. no. Jesus did not get married. He well, died at like 27. Yeah, but the, the Da Vinci Code was all about it. <laughs> okay. 33. And then, uh, and then, well, the whole thing is that he, what we are led to believe is that Jesus never had a wife because he was pure and he would never be sullied by the touch of a woman. That's bullshit. And, no donkey genitals happening in Jesus. <laughs> no, he had. He may as well have had none, right? But the, then they say, then the new revisionist mm-hmm. series with stuff that came with Dan uh, Dan Brown, the Da Vinci Code, and all this kind of bullshit attached to it, saying that the Holy Grail was the euphemism Wait, for the whoa, whoa, Holy Bloodline of Jesus, the real man who had sex with a woman Hold who had a bunch phone. of children. Yeah, and Jesus also- was a virgin. That's what they said. Yeah, but then some people say that he there's like a time no. period where they don't we don't know anything about what happened with Jesus for like five years. Mary, Wasn't he like Ma- Mary washing Magdalene people's feet and stuff. Might have touched it. My, she might have touched it. That's what I mean. Touched it. Yeah, Mrs. but I just Jesus. like Mrs. Jesus. No, D- you mean Mrs. Christ? Yeah, <laughs> she didn't have any power. Call me by my formal name. No, Mary Magdalene was a sex worker. That's that was powers. With him. Yeah. That's fucking motherfucking powers mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's feeling other people's pain. That's people wanting to follow her around. Nothing saying there's wrong, anything wrong with her, but she was not married to him. Bullshit. Okay. So you're uh, three of seven. <sighs> Women are divided into groups for breeding, taking care of the kitchen, and being wives. Is it, that's the Bible. That's like the whole deal, right? No, that would be Handmaid's Tale. Mm. Uh, the but it's close. Book, but it is based on Puritanism, which, but, you know, okay. Margaret Atwood came out and she said she did not base it on Christianity, but she did somewhat base it on Puritanism. Puritanism. It's not, because the, I always thought the religion in Handmaid's Tale was Christianity, but it's not. No, I, I realized that because I was watching it kind of through the gu- the guise of Natalie, my wife, and she mm. kind of watched it and I realized, like, oh, it's really not that. It's It's kind of some hybrid pseudo-religion that was made for political reasons or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Margaret Atwood has been like, no, it's actually not even, yeah, yeah. She just said that so she would get in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. I, I don't think know. It, I mean, it sounds like even it. like the 80s, though. She didn't give a shit then. Oh, yeah, that's You know true. what I mean? She that's true, yeah. Her. I mean, Stephen King had all those kids have sex with each other. That's Which so nobody true. fucking talks about. Uh, that really disturbed me. I talked about yeah, it. Yeah, we had that whole thing on the show about how nobody remembers. For some reason, no one remembers the kid orgy. The kid oh, orgy yeah. of it. It's also, you know what? At least with that, it's just one page. It's very short, but it is a real thing where you're like, you're like, oh, how is he going to end this? And then first of all, the ending just is very weird. And then you're like, wait, I'm sorry. Like, what is happening? He blames the cocaine. You know, we all can blame the cocaine. Hey, man, I'm right. I understand when you're writing stuff and you're just stuck for an ending. You're like, oh, this is it. It's done. It's done. And you're yelling. Maybe he wrote a bunch of words and put them on a piece of paper and put it in a hat. And he was like, orgy. Kids. Okay, cool. It's like, okay. All right. You're you're at three of eight. You have to get the next, right? Three two, of eight? Two, right? Was You'd that- have to get the next two correct. Okay. To do it. Okay. To Give her an even. easy one. Give her an easy one. Yes. Okay. Okay. 
We not that we've been doing hard ones. I mean, honestly. Okay. Oh, some of these, because some of them I feel that they are. Okay, here we go. This to me is easy. A man is with a bunch of other people, and they're running away from a group of persecutors. So this man walks up to a sea, and the sea fucking parts in front of him. And him and all his friends, they run through it. And the people chasing them try to do the same, and the sea unparts. <laughs> Very good. And falls on top of them. It's Noah. I got this one. <laughs> <laughs> we should technically give it to her. I mean, you did get it. It's, it's the Bible. Noah. It's not it's- Noah, but it is the Bible. <laughs> which one's the boat guy and which one's the sea guy? I get it's the- Moses. 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 Noah's man. the boat guy. Okay. Moses okay. Charlton Heston. Haven't seen the movie. That's, but at least you know the movie. Well, should I just watch Bible movies? Is that the key? Uh, you don't have, want to. You could have, and you could have pr- to prepare for this. Also, I'll tell you what, you know, it is the uh, fucking, what's it story? The uh, the Jesus Christ one with uh, Will- by Mel Gibson. Will- with Willem Dafoe? The, oh. the, that one's really wonderful to see. The Last Temptation of Christ is a great movie by Martin Scorsese. That's a really interesting movie. But I do think. Isn't The Last Temptation? Last. Mrs. Jesus? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mary yes. Magdalene. Yeah. Um, all right, all correct. right. I'm what cooking now. What was it with Mel Gibson? I can't think of it. What's wrong with me? What My is brain? it called? The Passion well, of the Christ. Passion yes. of the Christ. That one's kind of metal. Is it? Because <laughs> it looks real crazy in the thing, but I, I don't know. There, I just had no desire to see it. I mean, there is no reason to watch it, yeah. but I will say the devil's pretty fucking cool in uh, it, and there's a lot of screaming. Okay. Wow. I'm going to let... Okay, so this is, this is game point. Yes. You, you have to get it. So, Henry, I'll let you pick. Okay. I'm going to let you pick because, you know, I know Mallory. I want you to win. I want you to win. You want me to drink a drink and then read a chapter of Jane Eyre out loud? Yes. Yes, because there are ones here that I know for a fact that will confuse you. But I think there, there are some definitely it. confusing ones because I found some really great deep dives, but deep, Bible deep cuts. But then I, after doing it for a while, I was like, she's not going to know these deep cuts because <laughs> I didn't know them. And I taught Sunday school for a little while when I was in high school. That's right. Really? Yes, correct. Are I, you serious? Southern, religious? Yeah, I was religious. I, was, I grew up Southern Baptist. Interesting. Yes. I didn't know that. Indeed. So I know quite a so bit about the dunked. Bible. What? You've been dunked. I've been dunked. I was, uh, what do you call it? A submersive bad, baptism. Bad, baptism. When did you get that? I was pretty young. I was, uh, you have to like make the choice in the yeah. Baptist church. I was probably in fifth grade or something. Whoa. Did yeah. kids choose? Yeah, they, nope. well, uh, you're, are you a yeah. I was given to God and my penis skin was taken from me without my permission. Wait, I'm what? I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Wait, what? Well, you know how it is when you're a boy. You're literally an infant. And they're like, lop it off. Wait, Cir- I was like, I need all of it. Yeah, but I thought that was just for Jewish people. No, wow, no, just, wow, what is, this what is happening here? What? <laughs> what is, hold on, wow. Hold now the fuck we just learned a whole new thing about you. There's a lot of new weird things. Just <laughs> Christian people take Mallory? your foreskin? They, I mean, anybody does. It's just it's, a weird social uh, thing. Almost everyone in America, a lot of people in America do it. I've dated a lot of Jewish people. Wow. Yeah. Wow, 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 wow. We've learned so much today. You didn't know what Passover was? We've learned we so much. <laughs> I don't like You don't even see like a family member at a Passover. <laughs> I made excuses okay, not to go to family question, things. Last question, game point. Mallory, this is for the win. Wait, wait, wait. If you lose, what are you going to do? Oh, shit. What am I going to do? What do you want me to do? I don't know. We should have thought about this I'll before I'll have we to clip birthday's nails. Wow. Okay, that's my dog, and she's really grimy. <laughs> that's cute, though. It is real cute. It seems that's so nice. All right. <laughs> At the end times, four horsemen of the apocalypse will ride into the world, representing and spreading pestilence, war, famine, and death. I know it's in good omens, 
but is that but Good Omens is based off the actual Bible. But he did make some stuff up. I'm trying to think of the Stand by Stephen King. <laughs> Interesting. Wait, 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 wait. No. Interesting workaround. Yeah, this is. Are you a just good... think about literally the cover of the book, The Stand. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But I know Good Omens was based on the Bible. I'm not giving it away with my face, so you need to quit looking at me. Is there apocalypse in the Bible? (laughs) (sighs) Wow. (laughs) Wow, wow. Do you think you would have done a little bit of research on this before coming in, knowing you were doing this? No, I I am pure of heart. Okay. Uh, wow. Make a decision. Even... Henry has a dinner to get to. Uh, the... Sci-fi. <laughs> it's, it's the good omens. Wow. Because if there was apocalypse in the <laughs> Bible, then so there's nothing out. Like, then we would all be dead. It's literally about, like, Revelations is about the apocalypse that comes. And the whole thing is supposed to show, like, weirdly in many ways. But we're like, not dead. Well, that's the the idea. It's a prediction. Yeah, it's either a prediction. Wait, what? Technically, they do believe it was a social commentary upon the Roman government at the time. Right. Like a thing so that, this is the song. This is sense. that what, that thing that it, the Iron Maiden song is I was very scared on. of Revelations when I was a, a teen. That's what it was made for, yeah. and a part of it was supposed to be about that too. It's supposed to generate a fear of God, yeah, so that you wanted to because they were kind of realizing at some point when they were packaging the Bible oh, that yeah. like God kind of also sort of has to be a villain. Yeah, it's the Bible, Mallory. It's the Bible. But it is the in good book. omens. It is in good moments, so that is true, but it is from the Bible. Wow. And in good omens, I think he changes one of them. I forget. I think he I changes. I gotta read that book again. It's great. Because the miniseries is I, coming out. I know, I'm excited about it. Very excited about it. Well, Mallory, um, you have to clip my dog's toenails. You don't, they <laughs> take your foreskin into the church? Yes, they so do. So many things. There's, you learned a lot today. On? I mean, honestly, it's a horrifying crime. And now they're <laughs> trying to do these things where they're like, go and refurbish your foreskin or have it like re-blown out. I mean, like, Blown I out. am done with Wait, having Wait, I'm sorry, they put it there. back on? I, or something. They like and let it out. Let and it out. Like it's like a like a hem on a pants. <laughs> I guess so. It's like a, <laughs> it just like, it lets it out. Like it's like, make it, make it. They're making a lot of promises. Would you be down for that? No. Don't. Why? Because it's already done. It's really strange. Wait, hold on. I so, mean, I just look. Whatever. Whatever people wait, want to do with your bodies, so, sure, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. I, mean, but, I don't give up. So no. all this stuff comes from the Bible. All of those things we just talked about come from the Bible. There's a lot more. There's so, so many. Does things that mean that Fox Mulder is Jesus? Yeah, and, there is and, that. That was what they were trying to kind of get at. A so what does bit. that make my large responsible husband? Who do you think is your husband on X Files? Skinner. I think it technically makes him like John the Baptist. Oh, is that the guy that that dunks people? He He was the first one. He did that, and then also at some point he was executed, and his plate was his head was served on a plate to a pharaoh. I could be wrong, but his head was he was he was his head got lopped off, and it was believed to become an oracle and became a thing that you could ask questions Uh, and it would speak. Also, all right, so listeners, if there's if we get up to two thousand subscribers. I have to read the Bible. That's true. That that's, is that's one of our, our goals. For our fun drive, if we I'll have 2,000 subscribers. I'll pump this so you can be bored to death. <laughs> that's not true. It's beautiful. There are beautiful prose. It, there are some really beautiful so, prose, Henry, but it is also very boring. There's whole chapters where people are just begatting. Henry, begatting. what's your favorite book yes. that has based on, what's your favorite piece of literature that's based off of the Bible? 
interesting that's based off of the Bible. There was a really good book by Jose Saramago called The Gospel According to Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. That Isn't is, that just what the Bible is? It is. No, 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 no. It is, it is interesting that they, Jesus, all the Bible are written by people after, by people who either knew him or supposedly knew him. People, all this kind of stuff. That they, so we don't know. The Bible was put together so Jesus over didn't hundreds write anything? of years. No. He just did the shit. He didn't even he did exist. It and people were like, "We gotta write about this." He didn't even exist. <laughs> but I don't want to talk about it because people get upset about that. Even if he did, it just he was, you know, if he did, he was a terrorist, and they used propaganda against him in order to shut him down. Essentially, mm-hmm. like what you know, against him. But um, okay, we got you going on a tangent. The gospel according to Jesus Christ is about what if it is true that Jesus is the Son of God? What are the social and mental? Like what is the what are the tolls that are taken upon somebody that that is like put upon? Oh, that's interesting. And you like, like Jose that. Saramago. If you've read him, you know that he's like the most depre- he's very depressing, but very very smart. I'm sensing a theme in your reading, Henry. I don't do it all the time. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get you some uh, historical romance novels. Yes, to- I want some more goofy sci. I want more sci-fi. Man, I can recommend goofy I know, sci-fi all and day I ask, long. I need like a list. I'll give we you, should I'll have him read one. the hike by Drew McGarry. Yeah. yeah. Is it good? Yeah. Grab people. Jimmy Gary's great. Okay. It'll make me grab people? <laughs> well, it depends on how closely you read. Okay, cool. <laughs> hey, Henry, thank you for coming on the show. Thank Wait, you. I love your wa- shed. Oh. Oh, thank you. This Thanks is for coming wonderful. to this weird shed that we're in. That's a, in a, like it's like a Welcome to Night Vale episode. It's like <laughs> <laughs> I love it because you have to walk through an unmowed yard with a bunch of like stray cats in it. I'm fine with it. I like creeping. Yeah, good. <laughs> um, and so people want to find you. They want to find your podcasting, and they just look it up. They can look up Last Podcast on the Left on Twitter and Instagram at LP on the Left. So you can also look at uh, Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell at Your Pretty Face on because that show's coming back. We coming back real Alrighty. soon. That's so cool, real and you soon. you get in full. Red makeup for it. Yes, that's wow, really crazy. With and the beard or with the beard? Wow, and orange paint. And top you're of the beard. also doing uh, live la- last podcast on the left shows. We're just starting to tour. Yeah, we just have a. We're doing Nashville, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Pittsburgh. We're actually still uh, trying to sell out Pittsburgh. Still got some tickets left. When is this going to come out? Oh, it comes out the in like two or three weeks. It'll be after that. Okay. But yeah. thank you, though. Yeah, yeah, great. Thank you for the thank attempt. You. Yes. Well, thank you. thanks for coming on the podcast, Henry. It was wonderful. Thank you for having me. Glassers. Glassers. This is the last time we're going to talk about it. This is it. Don't fast forward. Don't do it. Don't fast forward. (laughs) (laughs) This is the very, very last day. If you are listening to this podcast, the day comes out, which is Thursday. You've got 24 hours left to participate in the Maximum Fun Drive and help support us, Reading Glasses, me, Sean, and Bria, while while we make the show and get amazing, cool gifts. Yeah, so when you go home tonight and you're reading your book, Think about us. Think about all the, the joyous moments we've brought you. And maybe think about giving us $5 a month. It's really not that much money. <laughs> this drive only happens once a year. It's the best time to sign up as a Maximum Fund member. Or if you're already at the 5 or $10 level, you can upgrade and get even more cool stuff. You get to get gifts. You get bonus content. You get secret reading glasses episodes that aren't available to the public. It's cheaper than buying me or Bria snacks or, or bad cocktails, or coffee, or matcha tea, or <laughs> kale smoothies, or whatever people drink in L.A. I mean, I'll take a kale smoothie, but I'd rather have $5 a month from your support. Yeah, my cats would really prefer it. It help, You help feed our pets. You help keep, Maximum Fun keep the lights on. You help us keep the lights on. We put so much work into the show, and getting supported every month by the Maximum Fun subscribers really makes it so much easier for us. 
So go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Seriously, this is your last moment. This is it. We're not going to ask you again because there is no more time. If you don't go today, then you're not going to be able to go. So we're asking you right now, please go. If you love the show, this is your moment. This is the time to support us and show us how much you love us. MaximumFun.org slash donate. Thank you. Now it's time to solve a bookish problem from one of our listeners. Lauren writes in, My teacher gave us a choice between reading and watching One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest or reading or watching Schindler's List, which got me wondering, do you think movie adaptations of classics have the same kind of significance and merit as the print version? Bria, what do you think? I think they do, but in a different way, right? Okay, so obviously not all adaptations are great. Yeah. And some are probably better as movies i can't think of any but i think there probably are some but it's interesting to see how certain books are interpreted as movies since it's such a different medium of storytelling so i think thinking about what gets made into a movie and during what time period i think that is what's interesting about Mm -hmm. it because it's like that's a big deal for that piece of literature it also says something about the time period because a movie is fucking expensive so it's like you it's much harder to make a movie than it is to write a book. Right. And so it's like, why now? Why did we decide to make uh, Schindler's List now? Why did yeah. we decide to make uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest at this moment in time? So I think because of that reason, even if the movie is not great, it's sort of a reflection of where we are as a culture. Yeah. And that is interesting to me. And I think that that is why we think about the significance. That's like, that's the significance of movies. Yeah. For, for me, that's what I think. What What do you think about this question? I think they're totally different pieces of art. I think it is wicked weird of Lauren's teacher to do this. It's just like a different piece of art made by a different person and the stories are going to be slightly different. So I don't think it's like, oh, well, you can read or watch it. doesn't matter. I think it's just like completely fucking different things. Oh, I didn't realize that that's what this person's teacher said. Yeah, read or watch. Read or watch. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I, yeah, I think film adaptations get the same kind of merit and significance when they become important films. I'd like I'd argue that the film's Schindler's List is probably more of a classic than the book is. Yeah. And there are tons of books that got movies that weren't great and tons of famous movies that got adapted from books that aren't that big. Remember when uh like I think it was last year when we found out that Die Hard is a book adaptation? Oh yeah, that's so weird. Yeah. So I think they have to be assessed differently. I do too. I don't and I feel like if you're watching I think if you're doing this for school, I think you should do both. I think yeah. you're like seeing where it goes is interesting and like what they leave in and what they don't like that's a choice that the filmmaker made so thinking about that like for the medium itself like oh there's a reason this person didn't use this or yeah. did use this and it came out during this time period so this was important in this time period stuff like that yeah I mean I guess if you're trying to just get a quick cliff notes version of the story that's fine but if you're looking at it for like it's cultural significance or it's yeah. merit they're just completely different yeah I so agree. sorry for, to disagree with your teacher Lauren but those are our thoughts so if you want us to solve your reader problem, you can send it to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. As always, we want to thank Danielle and Kathy who run our Facebook group and Chrissy and Rachel who moderate our Goodreads page. Remember that you can buy Reading Glasses tote packs and shirts and bookmarks in the Maximum Fun store. Link is always in the show notes. And if you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. It's really great for us. Helps us reach more listeners. Helps us get more guests. Mm-hmm. Makes us really happy. You can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at readinggpodcast. On Instagram at readingglassespodcast. And you can always follow along on our bookish adventures using the general hashtag reading glasses podcast and don't forget to give to the maximum fun drive it's happening right now right now you can do it it's only for a little while longer it's almost over help me help me find jesus <laughs> thanks for listening and, and thanks, thanks for, for reading, reading. maximumfun.org comedy and culture artist owned listener supported